The Mouse Program. Hello, welcome to the Mouse Program. I am your host, Malachi Krosky, and we have a lot to talk about in the world of sports. We're going to be talking about those tweets that came out from two baseball players. One actually did come off of a near no-hitter. Uh, we're going to be talking about Tom Brady's personal trainer and uh, what he was saying about him. Talk about Antonio Brown, the LeBron James interview, and we're going to be discussing uh, if, who, Alabama, uh, who can stop Alabama in college football. And then we're going to have a new segment called What the Sports, and that's what we're going to ra- uh, cap off and end this episode. But without further ado, let's just get straight into it. All right, so tweets have surfaced from pitcher Sean Newcomb and shortstop Trey Turner. Uh, the pitch, uh, Sean Newcomb plays for the Atlanta Braves, and Trey Turner plays for the Washington Nationals. Now, both have come out and apologized for these uh, derogatory tweets, um, and mind you that these did come out in 2011 and 2012 when they're 18, 19, maybe even 17 years old. All right, so what I got to say about this is that I don't talk about, um, this is the only time I'm going to be talking about politics in sports. And I'm, I say that because I don't think that it's really, why can't sports be sports? Why can't people believe what they want to think? That's my opinion. Of course, if it's rude and it's not good to think such a negative way, but if someone wants to be Jewish or if someone's Jewish, if someone's gay, if someone's black, if if someone's um, Latino, just let them be. Because in the in in sports is not supposed to be uh, MSNBC, ESPN, and Fox Sports One, CBS Sports are not MSNBC. They're not CNN. They're not Fox News. No, they are specifically sports related. And I know sports politics have gone insane over the world of sports. Uh, in the past uh, two years with Colin Kaepernick, but I don't feel like it, it, it's a, it's it should be really talked about. If Colin Kaepernick and all those other players want to sit or kneel for the flag, let them kneel. All right, it's a silent protest. It's not supposed to be uh, uh, making negative effect on the NFL. If anything, it's supposed to be positive it's supposed to be positive and the way the nfl is looking like it's obviously not good but these baseball players okay i will give them a pass because they are old tweets and they both apologize um i i don't know i think that these tweets I think that the MLB is going to have a bad look on themselves with the um, a lot of it 
because players like Josh Harder, Trey Turner, and Sean Newcombs, the three players that did have these tweets um, surface uh, throughout the internet, all happened in one month. All right, I think that the MLB should start taking more caution of what's being what's really being looked at. Um, like I said, this is the only time on this show that we're really going to be talking about politics. Maybe something crazy political happens, but I don't feel it necessary to be. I, I don't feel like sports is the right place or the right time to get off your negative comments about people to get your negative information out. No. Alright, I think that everyone should just let people be. Let them do what they want to do. That's my biggest issue with sports. That no one can really accept anyone because if if let's be honest if 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 the sports were allowing people to believe what they wanted in a positive matter which these tweets are not positive at all um if they were doing something in a positive way then Colin Kaepernick should still have a job but these negative tweets are old, okay? If they were around a year ago, then I think that they should lose their jobs because it's a negative effect. It's not positive. If you're talking politically in a positive matter, then go ahead. I, 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 I don't care. My show could talk. I could talk about it because it's in a positive light. And what, what what's being brought up is something that should be brought up because let's be real Colin Kaepernick was not kneeling because he was like I hate the military he was not doing that if anything that wasn't even came across his mind when he said he was gonna kneel no that's no 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 if anything his number one motive was to get people out there to to be shown that what he's protesting for is pretty much equality. That's pretty much what he's he's protesting for, equality. So, you know, and also this is what this is what I think that the MLB was at a time the number one pastime and and the most the most populated uh race in the MLB are Latinos. So these tweets and negative uh vibes around the MLB does not need shouldn't at all be a thing. I think that that's not cool, especially when Americans or people who aren't a hundred percent American, the top race in the MLB. 
Now with the NFL, it's different because African Americans are the number one race. But, but, all right, and this is the this is this is something that everyone needs to know. But the National Football League is not really popular anywhere else. I know the NFL has grown to be what the number one sport in America, or yeah, in America. But come on. In the MLB, in the MLB's case, it's just some players need to watch out. But with the NFL, it's a whole different ball game because we're supposed to be shown to be patriotic and have give people and have equality. But that's my take on that. I think that these tweets they should get a second chance for it. Um, and I think that this is, um, since they both apologize for it, people do just need to calm down with it. Um, now, we're going to be talking about, well, let me just recap this, uh, end this off. I think that they should get these tweets, um, deleted before it's over. Uh, and I still think, though, that they should be at least given a chance. Um, but with all that being said, Sean Newcombs killed that game. Alright, Sean Newcombs killed that game. He got put one person on base. One person on base. One. That's this. That's that's beyond. That that's 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 crazy. Um, I I just think that now we're gonna head over to Tom Brady because Tom Brady had a little bit of um controversy come out about, not about him, but about his personal trainer, alright, Tom Brady's personal trainer, uh, so Tom Brady had a press conference, okay, and, um, so Tom Brady, personal trainer, okay, um, had, um, allegedly gave PEDs to Julian Edelman. Um, Julian Edelman is facing a four-game suspension for it, um, but, uh, honestly... Honestly, my personal opinion on this is, um, it's, it, it, it's almost, does, it gives a bad look on Tom Brady, but it gives a worse, it gives a worse light to who he's 
working out with and that's the personal trainer and obviously people are questioning if this is true uh if the people that tom brady hang out are indeed um giving peds to players uh the nfl should investigate the personal trainer um but yeah so we're gonna play the clip of tom brady um press conference all right so So that's Tom Brady. He got asked about his personal trainer, Alex Guerrero, giving PEDs to Julian Edelman. He asked the question. Um, Tom Brady had no um, no comment and ended the press conference. Now, that's a bold move, a really bold move. That's kind of giving signs of the NFL should be investigating um, the, the, per, the the personal trainer. He does have a past. The NFL stripped him um, of sideline access. Um, so he this guy, uh, Alex Guerrero, definitely does have a past with the NFL. Now, they're, if they don't place uh, uh, an investigation on it, um, I think that this is what's going to happen. Alex Guerrero, he's going to probably either get banned from the NFL or he's going to be, um, he's either going to be banned from NFL or he's going to be, um, what, what, what's another punishment? Banned from NFL or either probably be stripped of being around with the Patriots. That's probably what's going to happen. I think that Tom Brady will probably get questioned, all right? But Tom Brady's not the main antagonist, okay? And if the NFL thinks of even talking about suspension for Tom Brady, that, that, that that's that's horrible. That That's just, uh, that's, that's not good at all. That's just abysmal. That's so bad. That's dumb. Because the NFL... Tom Brady had nothing to do with it. He really didn't. He just knows what happened. So if you're remotely thinking about suspending Tom Brady for it, th th there's no point in that. There is no point in 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 Tom Brady being uh being suspended for something that he had nothing to do with. That's just that's that's not no, that's that's a bad look on the NFL. That is a bad look. That is a bad look. And the NFL should reduce Julian Edelman's suspension. Um, I don't know if they will. Uh, I think that they're still in the process of it. But, um... NFL also needs to realize that not only is this PED rule stupid, that you get four games automatically if you use them, because it almost seems like the NFL 
does not care cares more about how the sport is being played than actual people's uh um danger that's what it seems like that's what it seems like it does not seem like it doesn't seem like Tom Brady or um it doesn't seem like the NFL really cares about anybody's um anybody's uh 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 safety because if they did then um you know that lady that um um James uh James Winston harassed um he should be getting a 6 to 7 game suspension he should he should not be getting a 3 game suspension less than Julian Edelman okay and less than that other guy, the Detroit player who used PEDs. So this is all insane. This is why the NFL gets a bad look. This is why Roger Goodell gets looked as a bad commissioner. It's not because uh, the NFL, um, the, the the NFL's ratings. It's none of that. It's because he does stupid suspensions and stupid, idiotic. Idiotic rules that are beyond me. This PED rule should have no place, um, and um, uh, in the rule book, the automatic for suspension. Okay, the NFL obviously doesn't realize that Julian Edelman was injured a whole season, a leg injury, a leg injury. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So in, in in short, Julian Edelman shouldn't get a suspension. Or well he should get a suspension. But I think that the NFL needs to check the rules. And I think that the NFL, if they do check the rules, they'll be known as a better league with a better uh NFL office. All right, but right now the NFL office does not look stable at all. Oh my goodness, the NFL really got has me really mad because th- this whole personal trainer stuff coming out about Tom Brady. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. But if you're going to um, ban him from the NFL or give him a suspension or something like that, whatever, Jameis Winston is hurting people but he gets three games three games means nothing okay you could be a playoff team with a 10 and 6 record you can lose three games and still have a 13 and 3 record you know you can lose all three of those games and then go 13 and 0 the rest of the season i don't expect the the bucks to do that but I'm saying that three games does not mean nothing. Four games might mean something. Five games probably uh, might mean something. Six games more likely going to mean something. Anything above six games is going to be mean something. If you really want to ruin... If you really want to ruin... Uh, this season for the Bucks, you suspend Jameis Winston 
for five games at least. At least. Because what he did, that's not cool. All right? But sticking to the NFL, Antonio Brown, who, you know, Antonio Brown, definitely one of the most flashy NFL players right now. And does have a mouth, okay? Antonio Brown has a mouth. He does talk. Is trying to get Des Bryant to play with him. Antonio Brown said this on the 29th of July. He said, come play with me at Des Bryant. Let's get the chip. Eat greedy. Big plates. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love this. I think that Des Bryant, though, it is so hard with Des Bryant to ask where is he going to go. Is whether he's going to go to, um, whether he's going to go to freaking, um, Cleveland. He was talked to by Baltimore. He does, he was talked to by, uh, and now he's getting Antonio Brown to get the Steelers to sign him. If he goes to one of those AFC North teams, it changes the course of the NFC, NFC North. North. I expect the Browns to be much better. At minimum, 5-11. and 11. At max, a 10-16. and 16. I expect them to be better. That's all I'm going to say. Expect them to be better. I expect. I expect the Bengals. If well, the Bengals, they're probably going to be the same, because I don't trust Andy Dalton that much to be a good quarterback. I don't just. I. I. It's hard to rely on Andy Dalton. And that that. I feel like the coaching staff on the Bengals is really iffy after Hugh Jackson left. Really iffy. That that offense has not really been the same. It really hasn't. But you have that. Then you have um you have uh freaking the Steelers. They're probably gonna be top. Then you the, the 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 biggest withdraw is is the Baltimore Ravens, and they're the biggest withdraw because if they were to get Des Bryant, then they're the playoff team and they're the number one seed in the NFC or AFC North. But if they don't, it's iffy. It depends if they start Lamar Jackson over Joe Flacco. That'll be interesting because the receiving core had gotten better. I think Willie Sneed is a, a good um, uh, pickup. I they added some other guys, but they sh- the, the only person I think that they should have got rid of was Brashad Perryman. I don't think that he was good enough, and I uh, a lot of people have been saying that he's. Not as he's not that good, but their defense will be pretty good this season with Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, 
arguably the best cornerback in the league. Well, best lockdown corner. So that's always something. But the, the AFC North will always be fun to look out. Fun to look at. Interesting to see. It'll it's gonna be super interesting. Super interesting. And if they if if the Steelers get Des Bryant, then I think that I think that the the I think the Steelers are the Super Bowl team to beat. I think that they're they're the, the team to beat. But it's going to be interesting what happens. Now whatever happens though will change the AFC North. Will change. I think that if the Browns get Des Bryant, that receiving core will probably be the most nasty receiving core in the league. The Ravens get him, most nasty receiving core in the league. The Bengals, if they're looking at him, nastiest. Well, they're just a nasty receiving core. The Steelers get him, that's a really nasty receiving core. But either way. I think that the Browns have the best receiving core in the uh, AFC North, without a doubt. Josh Gordon, if he's well played, which I believe he will be. Jarvis Landry really has uh, hasn't looked bad at all, and is a uh, Pro Bowler. They got uh, Nunjoku, the the tight end, really really good. He's great. I think that Corey Coleman will show up a little bit. But this receiving core is good for me, and I like it. And then they got Tyrod Taylor, who I don't think is a bad quarterback whatsoever. I think that Tyrod Taylor is kind of underrated, is inconsistent, but he's a lesser Cam Newton. And I think that Cam Newton's fine. But that's all I have to say about the Des Bryant and where he goes. We're going to take a 30-second break. Uh, we're going to get, uh, after the break, we're going to get into LeBron James. Uh, he had an interview with ESPN um, and talks about uh, opening a school in Akron, Ohio. And we're going to discuss who can stop Alabama uh, in the college football. In college football. And we're, we have a new segment called What the Sports uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of sports uh, in little one-minute uh, segments. All right. Um, I will talk to you guys soon. And, uh, yeah. We are back live with the Mouse program. And before we get into LeBron James, this does need to be said. With two episodes... Of the mouse program, we had on SoundCloud. Let me look it up. We've had 48 listens our first episode and 
14 the second and I would like to say thank you thanks thank you everyone we do get four followers from SoundCloud and on podcast app you got two reviews um and they were positive um and just just thank you nothing can really i I, i'm new at this um so really have not talked to really have not um really haven't really haven't understood what I'm doing I'm just making a sports podcast but thank you to everyone who's listening we're going to expand it um and we're just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger as we go but uh thank you everyone everything and we're going to get into LeBron James now LeBron James had an interview with ESPN um yesterday and this is Tuesday today okay LeBron James said that it was a dream come true to play with the L.A. Lakers. And this, this is actually kind of funny. This is, this is great because he also says um, ESPN gave him a question saying that um, um, about him leading the Lakers. This is interesting. Now listen to this. Just listen to this. Hold on, it it's loading. Um, but he says, "I like the challenge." I like the challenge. I like the challenge. LeBron James likes the challenge, everyone. <clears throat> well, let me say this. If you like the challenge, then staying in Cleveland was a challenge. Uh, you obviously didn't like that so you because you left. Um, let's see. You didn't like the challenge when... You were supposedly, when you choked in the playoffs um, in 2012, in the finals. So, you saying that you like the challenge. I'm fine with you going to L.A. But if you like challenge, then why did you go to L.A.? That's what I don't understand. LeBron James... You put this picture or this persona that that that's 
makes no sense. I don't understand LeBron James. If, if, if one of you, if any of you can tell me that you understand LeBron James saying, I like challenge and I like the challenge, then please understand where, uh, tell me where he's coming from. Because I don't know. Where is LeBron James coming from for saying, I like the challenge? I like the challenge. Saying that you like challenge makes no sense because you were you you left Cleveland when you were evidently the only talent really talented player. Of course Kevin Love's talented. All of them are talented. But LeBron James carried that team. He carried them. And to him for him to say that he likes challenge, but he left Cleveland to go to L.A. because he thought that leaving because he didn't want the, to carry Cleveland. That's that 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 makes no sense. But someone tell me, please. But this is what I gotta say. LeBron James, you have put. The Lakers, to me at least, for me, you put the Lakers in this position that you, when you say I like challenge, you, I expect them to be good, really good, really good. Not number one seed, not number two seed, but number three to number five seed. That's you, you saying that you like challenge. I expect you to do it, and I'm pretty sure you could do it. If you can't do it, then, you know, I'm I'm going to come on this show, come on this podcast, and just talk about how you said that you like challenge. All right? Saying that you, LeBron James, that you like the challenge and you like challenge, you saying that, and you're a, a sixth seed in the middle of the pl- uh, NBA season, yeah, I'm going to come on this show and I'm going to talk about you. Because I think that you saying that you like the challenge and you're not delivering the challenge and you're not showing up with the challenge, I think that you're gonna, you should be called out for it. No one should give you an easy pass, LeBron. You're arguably the greatest of all time. It's time for you to wake up. And it's time for everyone to wake up, especially Nick, uh, uh, Nate Wright. Because, you know, he obviously thinks that LeBron's the greatest. And don't bring up this... Excuse that LeBron is um in the West. I don't expect Oklahoma to be better than LA. I don't expect Utah, and I'm a Utah fan. I don't expect them to be better than LA. Okay, so if they maybe maybe they're better with Grayson Allen, all right. But 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 this this shouldn't be horrible. If if you're not the three to five seed. In that conference, then I don't know what to say, LeBron. You're obviously not showing up with the challenge. Please show up with the challenge so you can prove me wrong. So I could come on this show and say that I was wrong. Please. And LeBron James, you are a good guy. And we're going to talk about that now because he opened up a school in Akron, Ohio. Um, This is just going to be quick. 
Um, I think that with LeBron James, I think that this is a great move. He is a good person, and I think that he's gonna give. He's giving back way more than some of these other legends. I think that he's done more for the basketball community than some of these legends. So I thank you for that. Now, so we're going to be discussing who can take down Alabama. I think that Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide football, Alabama Crimson Tide football reminds me of the iPhone. In this analogy will kind of make sense if you if just just listen to this. It's the iPhone. Every gigabyte or every app or the players Nick Saban is the, the 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 finger okay and the phone all right the iPhone is dominant i don't expect anybody to take over apple and the iPhone i think that it's going to be hard to stop them okay and it reminds me of the iPhone because last year was their shaky start or their shaky year because remember the phones were coming out and like uh bending um that's when the phone was kind of about to bend right but it didn't have a full-on fall it was still good that's to me the iphone that they remind me of the iphone they are purely dominant Every single year, and they do come out with new talent. And uh, with the phone, it does come out with new apps, and uh, there are new apps on phones and stuff. This is probably the most dominating team in all of college football, and the iPhone is one of the most dominating, um, dominating pieces of technology in all of the market. That's Alabama. They are the dominant force. And teams like Georgia, Clemson, you know, Miami, uh, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, they are all the, the, the other phones. They just don't compete with Alabama football. They don't. They always seem to have a, a, a good quarterback. Jalen Hurts was a good quarterback. And this new guy probably going to take the starting role is a good quarterback they always have a good defense right or like a backup okay so they always have a good defense all right and they're purely dominant and Nick Saban is a dominant coach he acts like he's the Alabama Crimson Tide with the best team college football but I I, I and I want to know who can stop him Cause right now, I have 
five teams that I think can stop Alabama. Five. One, Clemson. Two, Ohio State. Three, Penn State. Hold on. Let me see. Four, Oklahoma, if they get this new quarterback or this quarterback that they're looking at. And five, Auburn. And then the six is Miami. All right, those are the five. And then right out there is Miami. But if Alabama weren't the powerhouse or weren't in the nat or weren't in the national championship, I'd see one of these six teams being there, and um, maybe maybe another Big Ten team, um, like Michigan State, Michigan might be there. But it all depends. I think that Alabama is the best team, and I don't think that they're going to be going anywhere in a long time. And that's just that. Alabama, we talked about Alabama every single year in the college football playoff since the beginning of the college football playoff. They, the first year, they lost to um, Ohio State. Second year, they beat Michigan State to win the... uh, National Championship against Clemson. The next year, they beat, uh, who did they beat? Washington. They beat Washington to go to the National Championship and lost to Deshaun Watson off of a good pass at the end. And then last year, they beat Clemson in to go to the National Championship, beat Georgia to win it all. So they've won two national championships in the span of four years. And no one and no one's going to look at them like they are uh, and they're going to be looked at as one of the greatest college football teams of all time. I think that the recognition is a tad bit underrated and I'm saying this because you have all these teams okay that are coming up they have promise like Clemson like Auburn Penn State all those teams and everyone's looking at Alabama like oh bro who's gonna stop Alabama who's gonna beat them but no one can stop them that's how they're underrated. You're trying to think of who can stop Alabama. Not really much. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of teams can beat Alabama. That's how they're underrated. They don't get looked at. They're getting looked at who can beat Alabama. Instead, they're thinking who is gonna Alabama going to beat next week. That's what they should be looking at to me. And I'm not an Alabama fan at all. But that's just pure facts. And Alabama is the best team in college football. And as long as Nick Saban's around and Nick Saban's alive, he's going to be coaching. And he, he the Alabama's going to be good. Sorry. No, not to, not to hurt your feelings at all. 
and, and, and you know, you know, not to be, not to uh, hurt your feelings, but that's all facts. That is truth. That is pure, pure truth. Now, so uh, we have a new segment on the show called What the Sports. And it's just going to be hot takes. So without further ado, let's just get into what the sports. And then we're going to cap off the show. Alright. Here we go. What? What? Your name is Hugh Morris. What? Hugh Morris. What? Is that funny? Is that humorous? What? 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 Get out of here! What? 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 Cut that crap out! What? 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 I hate that word! What? All right. So, LeBron James Jr. dunked for the first time ever, and the fans go crazy. Or not the fans, his teammates go crazy. (laughs) And, and, And what I love about this is because this kid is showing signs of him being in the NBA with, uh, with his dad possibly and, and this is this is great I love it I think that it's cool I think that uh, uh, LeBron James Jr. will be known as one of the best players in, in the country when he hits high school obviously I don't, I don't know if he's in high school or not he's 14 or maybe 13 I don't know but he, he, this him dunking at, at the age of what, 14, 13, is showing signs that he might be something. Um, esports um, Overwatch Finals was being streamed on ESPN this past weekend. And that this, this is terrific for esports. I love esports. I think esports is great. Um, the competition, the rivalries are as good as any college football rivalry and any college basketball rivalry. All storied. All interesting stories. Like Optic versus FaZe. MV FaZe. Um, you know, there's uh, TSM versus uh, Cloud9. There's a lot of good rivalries out there. A lot of them. Um... But I think that this is great. I think that the Overwatch Finals will probably hit a mainstream platform, and it's it, it's kind of gonna be get it's getting up there. So just wait for esports. It's gonna come out. It's gonna be big, and I'm gonna enjoy it a lot, right? <laughs> and it's just gonna be great. Now let's talk about the JBA. All right. So the JBA, LiAngelo Le, Le, and Lamelo, in a game. Combined for a hundred points, 
and I think that this makes this this I don't I don't care because this doesn't this is just proving that the JBA is not a good league and that the teams uh aren't that still good. Okay, obviously there are some players out there um that could have shots at the uh, NBA and are could and could be good, but right now it's not showing that. Okay. And the Colorado Rockies are have been on a hot streak, and with with the NL, with the NL West, they are now. Um, let me let me look this up. Okay, they are the still the third team, but their win streak, or in their wins in the past ten games, they have been. Seven and three. They have been seven and three. The best record in the past ten games of um any um NL West team. I think that the Rockies do have probably a really good shot of being uh of going to the playoffs. Charlie Blackman is looking really good. Um and overall, the the pitching for the Rockies has been have been just terrific. And this will probably this is going to be super interesting of what happens in the uh, um, the AL uh, or not the AL the NL West. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens between the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and the Rockies. It's going to be great. All right, and if one of them make it to the uh, World Series, they're either losing to Houston or they're losing to uh, Boston. Um, all right. The teams that will improve the most, ESPN came out with, and they said that the Browns will be leading that. Um, honestly, I don't know. I think the 49ers will probably be the most improved team. Um, but it, it it will be interesting this NFL season. Um a lot of uh sports um will be interesting. The NBA will definitely be interesting. Uh and the NFL is going to be also interesting. And it'll also be interesting to see which team does Bryant actually signs with. Um, but yes, that that's all for what the sports. Thank you all for listening um, to the whole show. Uh, I had so much fun doing it. Uh, episode three of the Mouse Program. We're going to be heading on to episode four. Thanks for listening, and I will go- see you guys next episode. Peace out.